If you're anything like me, you're not drinking nearly as much water as you should. As much as we want to be healthy, sometimes it's hard to pick up that water bottle full of boring, plain water over and over again. Thankfully, I discovered Liquid IV. Liquid IV is a delicious water additive that has five essential vitamins, three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks, and hydrates two times faster than water alone. I love Liquid IV when I'm traveling because as much as I don't want to use an airplane bathroom, it is so important to stay hydrated when you're flying. Trust me, you'll feel so much better if you do. The packaging is super convenient and you can easily bring your empty water bottle through security, fill it up in the terminal, and add your favorite flavor of Liquid IV. I'm obsessed with the new strawberry lemonade flavor right now, but honestly you can't go wrong with any of them. Liquid IV is made with premium ingredients and is also gluten, dairy, and soy free, which is really such an added bonus. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code JUDGINGYOU with no spaces at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code JUDGINGYOU with no spaces at liquidiv.com. Hello, everybody. Hello. My name is Shannon. I'm the tired Alyssa. <laughs> so we should start every... Really? I don't know where it's squeaking this time. De-squeakify. <laughs> I can't tell. <laughs> I feel like last time it was, like, it's over here it did pretty good, but... Let's see. Who knows if it's the same or not. <laughs> it's a type of better. <laughs> good enough. Alrighty. Good enough. I just noticed that one. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Sorry. We just got squeaky chairs. <laughs> anyway, yes, Alyssa is tired and... Allergies. Allergened. Yeah. Allergened. Yeah. Like that word. And I'm already losing my voice. Oh, so yeah. this will be really fun. <laughs> we'll go fast, everybody. Fast. <laughs> I was going to pull up a joke, okay. but we're doing a true crime ah, yes. case. So I don't really feel comfortable doing jokes on true no. crime cases. So sorry. You don't get to laugh today. No. Um, you get to suffer. Yes. Yeah. But this case is kind of cool. Okay. So I'm excited All to right. tell you about it. I'm excited so, to hear about it. Um, I actually heard this about the one this. one that you were talking about for a while now? Ooh, yeah. Okay. Um, well, depend. I've been talking about a couple different ones. This oh, one okay. does not involve a child. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. She is an adult. All right. I found out about this case a few years ago, actually. Um, and it was one of those, like, BuzzFeed or something that it was like, look at all these cool true crime, oh, yeah. you know, with a twist kind of a thing. And then Morbid just did a uh, podcast about it a couple weeks ago so it looks like we're copying them and we kind of are because they brought it back into my brain but I already know about it so I'm not going to count it alrighty also I like piece this together from multiple stories so if if it feels weird I'm very sorry about that Um, but we're going to be talking about the true crime case the murder case of Teresita Bassa that name sounds familiar I did tell you about it yeah Hopefully not too familiar. I don't think I know. No. Okay. Like, it's just the name sounds familiar. Okay. Like, And the cool part about this case is that she helped solve her own murder. Really? Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. It was pretty cool. So. Cool, girl. I'm just saying, if I'm getting murdered, I'm taking a piece of you with me. Like, right? Uh, I'm gonna, we're going. <laughs> I mean, we're going. <laughs> like, Make the sound from, yep. like, Easy A. Yep. We're just, like, the... Not hedgehogs. <laughs> yeah. Well, what are they? They're beavers. Are they beavers? Yeah. Or the woodchucks? Woodchucks! Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 
<sighs> okay, so our story starts kind of. We're going on a journey. Here, okay. Okay. Alrighty. So February twenty first, nineteen seventy seven. Seventy seven. Alrighty. Yes. We meet Catherine and Mario Nazi. Okay. I think is how it's said. Who were up in their apartment settling down for the night. And they started to smell something burning. Oh. Okay. So they start checking around their apartment, making sure that, like, the stove didn't get left on or, like, something wasn't burning. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mario went to the front door and was immediately just hit in the face with a wall of smoke. Oh, no. And they were up on, like, the 15th floor, I think, of, of this like, building. Of, like, apartment complex? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. In Chicago. Oh. Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> So they start running through the hallways, mm-hmm. banging on doors, and yelling out people to get out of their homes. <coughs> Sorry. You're fine. As long as I have warning, we're good. Have fun editing that. You gave me warning. I guess it's true. Yeah. <laughs> Just like hold up both hands yeah. or something. Just <laughs> <laughs> You'll, You'll know. know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. okay. 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 Sorry, people. Okay, so yeah, they're running through the halls, banging on doors, trying to get people out. So they're doing that, and the fire department shows up because the alarm in the building starts going off, Uh obviously. So the fire department's going around, making sure that everyone gets out of their apartments, and even they had to, like, crawl around because the amount of smoke was just Mm -hmm. so much. And they finally come to the apartment that looks like the source of the smoke. Uh Okay, so they get inside, and they go into the bedroom, which is where the smoke is coming from, and they see a mattress on the floor on fire. Oh. Okay. So they put out the fire, they vent out all the smoke, and they start investigating. And they realize that there's like a lump in the mattress and there's clothing underneath the mattress that was also on fire. Okay. So they flip over the mattress, obviously, to figure out what's going on. And amongst the clothing is a nude body uh-uh. of Teresita Bassa. Uh-uh. Take off my clothes, dicks. <laughs> right? Thanks. So, back up a little bit. Okay. Uh, we're going to talk about Teresita and how she got here. Okay. So, she was born in the Philippines okay. in 1929. She... 1929? 29. Okay. Yeah, so, so she was older when she Okay. Died. Yeah. Okay. I think she was like in her late 40s, that would make it? 29. To 77? Yeah. To it's 40. too much math for yeah, me to do right now. Yeah, she's in her 40s. 42? No. 44. No? <laughs> 47. <laughs> math. <laughs> I don't know. 29, 47. 48. 48. Okay. Yeah. You never said anything about us doing math. Sorry. I <laughs> to do math. <laughs> I even, I super needed to do it since, you know, high school. And yeah. I wanted to keep it that way. It's a good thing you'll so. never have a calculator in your, in your pocket. pocket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, like... If I was that bad at math and needed a calculator, I would have frowned. If it's my job, I'm going to have a calculator. What do you mean? What do you mean? My favorite, uh, this is going way off the rails, but like with geometry, Uh if I have a job where I need to measure like triangles, guess what? I'm going to use whatever I use to measure these sides and measure the last side. Yep. Because I have the tools to do so. Right. Because I'm an engineer or a whatever, contractor or... Why? I hate math. Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. Tony does math problems for fun. Uh-huh. No. No, he doesn't. Yes. Oh, my God. He scrolls through Twitter, and there's a Twitter that he follows that, oh, that's just, like, just, find just, the missing area of this bullshit. And I'm like, bro. The one, like, the, the like, this parentheses, this, this, this parentheses, this, this parentheses, you know. Mm-hmm. Zach likes those ones. Like, oh, if, no. they, if they show up on TikTok, he's like, wait, hang on. And like... <laughs> I hate those ones. Yeah. I but hate that's all cause, math. That's because we're married to Smarties. Yeah, we so. are. They can do the math for us. Yeah. Thank goodness. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. I'll use my calculator. Sometimes I'll just like, hey, Zach, how much is this? And he, that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, thanks. And he's like, you could have done that. I'm like, no. There's sometimes no. <laughs> when Tony will be joking and will, like, tell me a sarcastic answer to something mm-hmm. and I'll be like oh okay and yeah. he's like no I'm lying and I'm like I literally <laughs> would not will believe anything you say to me <laughs> it is math related yes no, it is anything like, oh just anything <laughs> like I just take his word for it because yeah. he's that smart if Tony is a very smart I man. know so, yeah. so anytime he says things I'm just like oh cool right I don't I believe I'm you. like does it actually matter in the real world I know it or like does it really matter in the real world no I know it if it matters in the real world Zach knows it gotcha yeah Gotcha. So, like, we've we've uh, both collectively decided that he is the smart one, and I'm the street smart one. Right. <laughs> like, I just, Book you know. Book smart, street smart. Book smart, yeah. street smart. Yeah. I know how to do a lot of things, and he knows how to, like, he knows Think a, a lot, lot of things. things. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. like, oh, no, I have, I have the answer to that. I'm like, cool, 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 cool. Um, I changed my own AC in my car. Or, yeah. like, the, my own, you know, AC filter in my car, which isn't that hard. But, you know, like. Yeah. 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 And he's like, in a house full of girls, you were the one like, I can fix the toilet. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> I do know how to replace the toilet. I know. Which, I mean, honestly, it's not very hard. It's just heavy. So, yeah. Like, it's. And that's when you need the boys. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, where yeah. are we? Okay. Um, okay, so she was born in the Philippines yes, in 1929. <laughs> she was 48 years old. Yes. I know that. We found that out. We mapped that. <laughs> Thanks, calculators. And she. Grew up with, like, a love of music. That's okay. a pretty common theme yeah. among all of this. And at one point, she moved to America to study music for a little while. Okay. But that didn't exactly work out. I can't remember exactly why. Oh, I think her visa was just up, and she had to come back home. Okay. So she came back to the Philippines, and she was there for quite a few years, but she just wasn't happy, mm-hmm. like, doing regular jobs there. And so she decided to come back to America again, and that's when she moved to Chicago in the 1960s. Okay. So she was teaching piano on the side. She was going to school for music. And then she also had, like, a typist job. But it wasn't really enough to support her because, as you can imagine, making a career out of music is not really the easiest thing to do. Not in Chicago. No. (laughs) And she had tried it multiple times at the point, you know. Mm -hmm. So she was like, I can't just teach piano out of my home Mm -hmm. or out of people's homes forever. So she decided to enroll in different school. And become a respiratory therapist. Okay. Yeah. A little career shift. Like a working girl. Yeah. Cool. And then a couple years later, she graduated. And she actually found a job right after she graduated at a local hospital as a respiratory therapist. That's pretty dope. So I feel like not a lot of people find jobs in the things they want to have jobs in. So she got this new job. She Mm -hmm. was very excited about it. And so she started making more money, obviously, than she was as a typist and a piano teacher. Mm -hmm. And so she, like, got a new, bigger apartment. Um, She got new friends from this job. And she even became part of a band. She might have started it. I don't know. But it was with her cousin and a few coworkers. And they called themselves the Mahogany Five Plus One. Because five of them were from the Philippines and one of them was a white guy. <laughs> Which I thought was pretty funny. That's pretty funny. So one of these friends was a man that she met through work named Alan Showery. Okay. Okay. So they would hang out a lot together, like during breaks and during lunchtime. And they both took the same bus home. So they would just ride the bus home together a lot. And one day after work, they were sitting on the bus talking. And she was talking to Ellen about how her TV wasn't working. It was like on the fritz. And he was like, well, I'm actually pretty handy about that kind of thing. So if you want me to come over after work, I totally can. And she was like, oh, yeah. No, not after work, but like later tonight. Mm -hmm. And she was like, yeah, that would be totally cool. And then they kept talking. And she mentioned that she had this band. And she said that the 
one white guy, their drummer, might actually be leaving the band. And he was like, well, I actually drum. Huh. So if you need anybody to, That's like, cool. fill the spot or whatever. Yeah. Oh, it's hard to find the drummer. I know, so right? Like, yeah. And so she was like, yeah, that'd be cool. And she was like, we actually have a show coming up. So if you want to check out the show, like, you should buy a ticket and come and see if that's even something that you want to, mm-hmm. you know, be a part of. And he was like, well, I don't really have a lot of money right now, so I probably can't come mm-hmm. to this show. And she was like, okay, well, that's that's totally fine. Like, I'll just, I'll set aside a ticket for you uh-huh. kind of thing. So later that night after she got home, she talked to a couple different friends on the phone and she like mentioned to them that she had a friend coming over, but she never said who. She didn't really mm-hmm. say anybody's name or anything. And then one of the friends was talking to her when Alan showed up and she was just like, oh, my company's here, so I have to go. Mm-hmm. But that was the last time anyone would speak to Sad. Yeah. So back to their present day. Mm-hmm. Poor Teresita was found lying on her back, nude, like I said. Mm-hmm among these clothes and a lot of her was like burned obviously because Mm -hmm. she was kind of the source of the fire and then also a kitchen knife was found impaled in the center of her chest all the way up to the handle (gasps) that's a really deep yeah like that's uh yeah like a like Like a butcher knife butcher knife yeah like a chopping knife yeah so the fire department called in the police obviously because they found a murdered body Mm -hmm. and an investigation started and the police found that the rest of the apartment was totally ransacked like they thought that this had been like either a robbery gone wrong or some kind of like rape murder Mm -hmm. situation because she was nude obviously Mm -hmm. but they found that some drawers were dumped out her jewelry box was overturned and then in the living room, it was also, like, craziness. There were, like, tables flipped over. Plants and vases were, like, on the floor. Nobody like, heard this? Right? No one reported anything. Okay. I don't know. I mean, like, I guess it's Chicago, but, like, come on. You like, don't hear any of that? You don't hear smashing and, and stuff, and you and you don't call the police? Like... Guess not. You know, I just... People don't call the police anymore. They really don't. Not in Chicago. They call it the bystander effect, actually. Yeah. Which I understand to a point, but, like... Mm-hmm. That's why I... I call the cops all the time if I see something now. Yeah. So, like, I, feel, I the other day, I was driving to go somewhere, and I look over, and there's just a fucking goat. <laughs> just a goat? Just a goat, and he runs into the, the Maverick parking lot, and I thought, oh, you know, I'm going to call dispatch, because dispatch will get you over to animal control. Right. So, I called dispatch, and I was like, hey, nothing too big. There's just a goat. And she was like, a goat? And I was like, yeah, it's just, it's fine. He's just in the Maverick Park. She's like, is he still there? I was like, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm driving, you know, east on 200. And she was like, oh, okay. And I was like, yeah, I don't know if you just want to call out animal control. And she was like, all right, thanks for letting me know. I was like, yep, no biggie. Like, just... Yeah. He's fine. I don't think he's bothering anyone. I'm like, he's just going to get hit. Like, it's, yeah. you know. It's going to be a dead goat. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a busy uh, road. Yep. And I'm sure some people are like, why are they bothering me about this? And I'm like, because that's someone's goat. Like, right. it's, you know, like. It's like the people who see a car accident and they're like, well, I don't want to be the 50th person who mm-hmm. calls it in. I'm it's like, like, it's better that way. Oh, yeah. It's so much better. Yeah. Like, I'd rather have 50 people call me than mm-hmm. nobody call than me. nobody call. Yep. Yeah. And have someone die or mm-hmm. something. Yep. Also, <coughs> everyone sees things differently, you know? True. Like, yeah, yeah. different timings, different perspectives. Yep. Yeah. The when I got into a car accident, the lady was in the middle fucking turning lane and um I guess she did have her blinker on. I thought she had her left <laughs> blinker on cuz she's in the middle turning lane. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I thought she was going to turn left and so I was just going to literally drive past her and people are like, "Well, that's why you don't pass on the right." I was like, "I wasn't passing on the right. She was in the turning lane." Yeah. I was like, driving straight. I was in driving my straight lane. in my lane and stuff. And I mean, I had to get around her just a tiny bit because that's where the, like the turning lane starts is oh, like yeah. right where she was. But like that's not 
that was not she was not in my lane she was in the turning lane yeah and the the people that saw the accident had pulled over and told the cops they were like no she was in the turning lane we did see her right blinker on but she was in the wrong spot Hmm. and stuff and like and i could have gotten a ticket for you know trying to pass her on the right had they not stopped and said something that's good Mm -hmm. because the lady was screaming about how i hit her and i was like bitch bitch like (laughs) second of all she was talking on the phone and she didn't have her driver's license on her bitch yep yeah (laughs) i was like fuck off you know like i was mad but long story short long story short call the police see something say something yep yep so yeah her apartment was a fucking mess they noted that her door had three locks on it oh. and none of them were damaged okay so, so they yeah so you know she let <laughs> someone from the inside her. exactly yeah. or they um, had a key true yep they also found a notepad on like a little side table where her phone was mm-hmm. that had a note in her handwriting that read get tickets for as okay okay um, other than that they didn't really get much evidence um, the only th- other thing they found was it an address book what after show oh mm. well, so oh sorry see. okay sorry yeah so yeah they found her address book and it had a whole bunch of like her co-workers and friends in it so obviously they started calling around mm-hmm. and they interviewed a bunch of these people but there were no real like solid leads that they could get from anybody mm-hmm. which was unfortunate yeah. and then all of her friends said that like she didn't have a boyfriend right now mm-hmm. um they said that you know she said that she had company coming over but no one knew who it was mm-hmm. like she was just friendly with a lot of people mm-hmm. but she wasn't like friendly with anybody yeah and they also interviewed a bunch of her neighbors but no one said they heard anything and a lot of them said that Teresita was really nice but she like kept to herself so mm-hmm. no one really knew her that well mm-hmm. which i feel like that always is how it happens yeah it's always the quiet ones yeah I'm going to die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we make Shalice all the time. She'll she'll send us. Like, the other day, she just went to go buy some drawers from somebody. And mm. she sent the contact info. And uh, and I was like, what's the address? And so she sent over the address, too, and stuff. And I'm like, nice. you know, I'm like, just in case, you know. Mm. Wendy was going on a couple of dates a, a while ago and stuff. And we'd be like, mm-hmm. show us pictures. What are you wearing? You know. Yep. Like, Emily, you remember that? that? Yeah. Like, Emily would be like, I'm going on a date with this guy that I met. We're going up the canyon. We're doing this. I'm wearing this. And I was like, she's going up the canyon? She's bright. I know, right? Yeah. I was like, you're going hiking with somebody? Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't, but okay. First of all, hiking. <laughs> First of all, I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> Second of all, okay. Like, yeah. Going out of service with somebody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A little right. sketch. She was an adult. Yeah. But I just hate that we live in a time where, like, you have to do that Oh, kind yeah, of thing. but you have to do that, like, all the time. Like, frickin', uh, uh, pregnant women can't even make friends with other women because they're, they're gonna the, steal your they're baby. They're gonna steal your baby. Yeah. Like, you can't, like, it's just, yeah, it's, we live in a horrible fucking world and yeah. stuff. And, like, again, I also, I wonder, is it worse because we have technology and it makes us able to connect with people <laughs> we wouldn't have connected with before, mm-hmm. or... Are we just seeing it a lot more because we have technology that people can report things a lot more and we can see, yeah. you know, both like probably, probably both. Like yeah. I just we live in a crazy fucking world. Yeah. So and that's why I just crazy. think every constant vigilance and stuff, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, everyone should take take some self defense classes and carry a pew pew. Yeah. So, speaking of that, okay, sorry, real quick, I need to learn more about it. Mm-hmm. But I heard about this guy who fucking kidnapped someone who is trying to sue the person they kidnapped now. No. Because they broke a verbal contract 
of agreeing to not escape. Bitch! And then escaped at their, like, soonest opportunity. And is he's trying to sue them $160,000. So he's admitting to kidnapping. Yeah. But he's mad about it. But he's it. mad because we had a verbal contract. And they agreed to not run away. That's I need to look more into it. That's the I've heard all day. Like, yeah. my brain hurts. Uh-huh. That's just the dumbest. Yep. Dumbest. Yep. Just the dumbest. Just the dumbest. Anyway, sorry. It's okay. I was afraid this Sounds one would be a little short, and now I won't be. Because <laughs> we talk. Um, so they did the autopsy, mm-hmm. and the autopsy actually found bruising on Teresita's neck, mm-hmm. and a lot of like the top layer of her skin was charred, obviously, but mm-hmm. underneath they could still see like in the wrinkling and, and yeah. bruising and stuff. So they found out that she was strangled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Are they determined. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They determined the cause of her death was the stab wound, which lacerated her heart and strangulation. Mm. But the autopsy also showed that she had not been sexually assaulted. Okay. Just naked? Yep. Okay. Just naked. All right. Yep. So now we're going to switch focus again. Okay. Okay. We're going to talk about a woman named Remy Chua. Remy Chua. Yeah. Okay. So Remy worked in the same hospital as Teresita, but they didn't really know each other. They, like, knew of each other, but they didn't work in the same area. They didn't really hang out or anything like that. But in the time after Teresita's murder... Everyone said that Remy started acting kind of weird. Okay. And she became, like, weirdly interested in Teresita's life. And they were just kind of like, okay, why are you, like, mm-hmm. you didn't even know this person before. Like, yeah. why are you so invested? He literally just worked at the same, like... Yeah. Yeah. And um, Remy, at one point, was taking a break in, like, the break room. And she was sitting in there by herself, but there were some people, like, hanging out in the hallway. And all of a sudden, they just saw her, like, sprint out of the room okay for just freaking out and she didn't say anything but whatever it was made her leave for the rest of the day okay so remy later told her husband that she was sitting in the break room by herself she was resting her eyes but when she opened her eyes she looked up and teresita was standing right in front of her oh okay in the days following that a lot of remy's co-workers said that her personality changed even more and that she was like bringing up random facts about Teresita that nobody else knew and that she shouldn't know. And that she started getting really chatty, which was weird for her. And she talked about classical music and throwing parties and having friends over, which were all things that Remy did not do. Okay. But Teresita Teresita did. did. Okay. Mm -hmm. And her coworkers actually felt like she was going far enough that it was, like, offensive. Okay. Like, she was almost, like... Trying to trying beat to, her. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Or, like, impersonating or... Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they actually, like, made a complaint to their boss about her doing this in the workplace. Wow. And so when her boss confronted her about this, Remy got, like, weirdly upset about it. And she ended up being fired for oh. insubordination. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Because she was, like, fighting with her boss about not impersonating Teresita. Okay. So that evening, uh, Remy was at home in the living room with her husband, just relaxing. You know, she had a stressful day. Mm -hmm. She got fired, you know, just a shitty day. Mm -hmm. And she fell asleep in the living room chair. But then she kind of like abruptly got up and just walked back into their bedroom. And her husband, Jose, was like, okay, whatever. (laughs) But she was back there for a little while. And so he was like, I'm going to go check on her. Like, what is she doing? Yeah. And so he walked into the bedroom, and she was lying dead center in the middle of the bed, staring up at the ceiling, eyes wide open. Okay. Just laying there. Okay. And so he was like, 
Hey. <laughs> the existential what, crisis What's going life, on yeah. over there, right? Like, you yeah. had a hard day, I know, but, like, what's going on? Uh-huh. And he asked her a few times, and she eventually answered him without looking at him. But she was speaking in Tagalog, okay. which is the Filipino language. That she shouldn't know? Not necessarily. Okay. Because they are also Filipino. Okay. So they speak Tagalog at home, but he said her voice didn't sound like Remy's voice. Okay. And she was saying, Mama, Mama, are you there? And he was like, The fuck? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he was just kind of like, Okay, what's going on? Maybe we go to the hospital for a different reason. Right? Yeah. And so he was like, Remy, honey, what's going on? And she just said, I am Teresita Basa. And he was like, the fuck? Uh-huh. No, no. And so he was like, okay, you know what? I think you've had a lot going on. Like, you need to snap out of whatever this is. And she was like, Dr. Chua, I need your help. And he was like, first of all, why are you calling me doctor? Yeah. That's that's weird. Yeah. And your husband. And he was like, what do you need help with? What are you, what are you talking about? Yeah, he was also, he also worked in the hospital. Oh, okay. Sorry. Okay. Yes. All right. So they both did. But he was like, okay, I'm just going to go with this. What do you need help with? Mm-hmm. And she said, I need help stopping the person who killed me. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So he was like, okay, All so right. you're stressed. Uh-huh. You were accused of impersonating Teresita. It's maybe, been a rough day for maybe you. Maybe you are. Right. But you know. It's okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he started walking away to the bathroom to like get her something to calm down or a wash rag or mm-hmm. something like that. Uh, but she lifted her arm, pointed to the phone and said, please, Dr. Chua, call the police and tell them who killed me. I cannot rest until they know. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So Remy then suddenly came to and was very confused. Oh, and I'm sure, here's the thing, okay, because uh-huh. uh, Sapphire's Filipino, mm-hmm. you know, her mom's Filipino. Yeah. Um, I was around them one time while they were speaking Filipino. Yeah. And they were screaming at each other, screaming at the top of their lungs. Because that's just how And they I are. was like, Sapphire, what is going on? Because <laughs> she was like screaming into the phone and stuff. And she was like, oh, she doesn't know if she left her purse at home or something. And like, she's asking if anyone at the house sees it. And I was like, She's not fighting? She's not. I was like, are you sure they're fighting? And she's like, no, she just doesn't know where her purse is. And I was like... Yeah, so she was probably very scary. Also, if anyone ever offers you a balut, don't eat it. What is it? Uh, It's a baby duck. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, don't eat them. I've seen those. Yeah. Yeah. One of her cousins was like, Alyssa, you want a balut? And Sapphire was like, no, she doesn't. And I was like, what is that? She's like, you don't want it. And I was like, I don't want it, but what is it? And they were like, yeah, it's a a duck and an egg. And I was like, no, I don't want it. Like, yeah, I've seen those before. So they're, yeah, they're sad. I don't like it. I don't like it. How can you get with the feathers and the everything Mm -hmm. and the, and like the bones, all the bones and stuff. No, like, I'm getting goosies. I'm getting goosies. Yeah. Over the duck. I don't like it. <laughs> so, like, I can just imagine. They're just, she's probably like, I'm sorry, but, like, I don't speak it. So, you yeah, know, yeah. so it's just them yelling it. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> yep. So, Remy came to at that point, and she was very confused as to why she was in on the bed, why mm-hmm. she was in the bedroom, what was going on. And so, Jose explained what had happened, and she was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Uh-huh. Like, no. Okay. So, the next day, Jose had driven Remy to the hospital to get her things from her work that she doesn't work at anymore. Uh Uh-huh. And they got home afterward, and Remy was in the living room on the phone talking to a friend, but she abruptly stopped, handed Jose the phone, and said, Teresita wants to come back. (gasps) 
and walked away. Okay. And so he was like, sorry, um, she's going to have to call you back later, I guess. And he followed her back into the bedroom again, mm-hmm. where she was laying in the middle of the bed uh-huh. again, which is interesting. Yeah. She was laying in the middle of the mattress yeah. of the bed where Teresita was found. Yeah. And she said that she was Teresita again and that she had been murdered by a man named Alan Showery. Okay. Okay. She said, he came to fix my television. He choked me, he stabbed me, and he stole some of my jewelry. Please go to the police. Oh. Yeah. So, Jose was kind of like, well, what am I supposed to say? Yeah. Like, my possessed wife told me Uh who killed Teresita. (laughs) Like, the police are not going to believe this. What do you want me to do? But she just kept pleading with him to call the police and insisted that she could provide proof. Okay. And she then explained that Alan had taken some of her jewelry and, like, described every piece of jewelry that he had taken from her. Holy crap. Okay. And then Remy came to at that point and was very confused and didn't know what was going on. But the next day, this happened again. And it, like, just kept happening for a few days. Okay. And so, finally, both of them were like, okay, like, this needs to stop. We need to to do something. Yeah. Yeah. But they they didn't want to just come out with the story because who the fuck is going to believe that? Like, nobody. And so, basically, what they said was that Remy had gotten a threatening phone call from Alan and she felt like he could have played a part in Teresita's murder because he knew her and just like the violence that he showed through that phone call alone they were mm-hmm. like he's capable of more okay so they just wanted to get him connected somehow uh-huh. without sounding insane uh-huh so i i would have just said oh yeah no Teresita mentioned something to me about this guy coming over right like but i don't know how much they know about like the actual crime i guess that's you true. know yeah so except that she said you know he came over and blah 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 but yeah yeah they just wanted to not be involved Mm -hmm. but still still, make something happen and there was an officer that came out he was in a different jurisdiction because they lived just outside of Chicago Mm -hmm. but he came out and did the interview and they told him that side of the story and so they ended up passing it along to the detective in Chicago who was already working on this case Uh so the Chicago police detective came out to talk to Remy and Jose and at first they told him the same story that mm-hmm. Alan had called Remy. But something about their story just didn't seem right. Right. Like, um, why would Alan like, call you for whatever reason? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he said that, like, every time they talked about Alan, Jose just kind of, like, tensed up and got weird. And okay. so he was like, okay. What's that? What's really yeah. going on here? Right. That doesn't sound right. Yeah. Yeah. And so he kind of pushed and pried a little bit. And finally, Jose leaned forward and asked the detective if he believed in the occult okay. and the paranormal. And the detective was like, no. Try me? Yeah. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I guess. And so they explained the real story about Teresita speaking through Remy and about her murder and about Alan taking the jewelry. And then he described that the jewelry taken was a jade pendant from the Philippines. Okay. And a cocktail ring with a pearl inlay that Teresita had gotten from her mother. Okay. And, like, during all of these instances where Teresita was talking to them, she was very insistent that they would find these things in Alan's possession and that would, like, be the proof, right? Okay. So the detective wanted to, like, test them a little bit and make sure that they weren't just, like, pulling his leg, Uh obviously. And so he asked them a few questions and one of them was like, well... Did Teresita say that she had been raped by her attacker? Because the press did release that it might have been a rape murder, mm-hmm. right? And they didn't release that the autopsy showed that she hadn't been raped. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, oh, no. She just said something about, like, being choked and stabbed. And he was like, okay. Mm-hmm. 
And then the press also hadn't reported anything about jewelry being stolen. Okay. So there's no way they would know no anything that. about yeah. that. Yeah. So obviously there's multiple things that they know that they shouldn't know. So he was like, okay, I guess we're going to run with it then. Okay. So the detective went back to his office and he was going all over all of the evidence and interviews and stuff and just, you know, reviewing everything because things had kind of like gone dead for a little while. Like mm-hmm. they didn't have any more people to talk to or whatever. But he realized that the note in Teresita's house said get tickets for A.S. Mm-hmm. Alan Showery. Yeah. So he was like, okay, maybe there's a little something. <clears throat> something to this. So he ran a full background report on Alan and it turns out that he actually has a long arrest record oh. for burglary, theft, stolen mail, and two accounts of rape. Oh. So he's not a great guy. No. I don't know how he's working at a hospital. He probably... I don't know. I, I feel like they didn't run a whole lot of background checks probably back in the 70s. Yeah, know? that could be true. Like, so the detective tracked him down for questioning and they were like, yeah, we just want to ask you a few questions. Like, well, no, they didn't say anything about Teresita, I think. I think they just said, like, we want to ask you a few questions or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's the one who said, does this have something to do with Teresita Bassa? Which I'm like, bitch. Why you, yeah. Why would you offer that you're information? You're going to get caught. Yeah. yeah. Dumb. So they took him to the interrogation room. They read him his rights. They did all the things. And they told him that some people from the hospital had made claims that made them interested in talking to Alan. They didn't really give him much more information than that. Mm -hmm. So Alan said that he and Teresita were pretty good friends, but it was just platonic. You know, they hung out and hung out at work. They ate lunch together. They rode the bus together, whatever. And at first he said that he hadn't seen Teresita outside of work for at least six months. Okay. Okay. Uh, But the detective, you know, obviously was like Mm -hmm. trying to, you know how they, they... pull little tricky tricks in their investigation stuff. Which they're legally allowed to do. Their questionings, I know. It's kind of, like, shitty, but I understand. But they're legally allowed to do it, yeah. And so he said, oh, really? Because we found your fingerprints in her house, and they're not six months old. Uh And he was like, okay, well, I actually rode the bus home with her the day she was murdered. Uh, Cool. Okay. (laughs) Um, But he he said that he was planning on going to her house that night to fix her TV, but that he (laughs) forgot and didn't go over and that he went home and actually fixed wiring in his own apartment mm-hmm. and he said that his girlfriend Yanka was home at the time and could verify his story well crap no he problem can. he has significant others are not alibis <laughs> people no. who can vouch for you yeah yeah no but now that they had brought Alan in for questioning mm-hmm. they had reason to legally search his apartment so they went over there to do the search and Yanka his girlfriend was there and so they talked to her about Alan's alibi about wiring or fixing some wiring in the apartment and stuff and she's like nope we don't have any wiring issues he didn't do that oh, he wasn't here good girl I know right <laughs> I was like hell yeah yeah and so the detective asked to look in her jewelry box mm-hmm. to see if she had any new jewelry uh-huh. as of late. But they didn't really know what they were looking for. And so they um, actually found one of Teresita's friends to come out to the home to see if they could identify uh-huh. any of her jewelry. So the friend came down and he didn't see anything that he recognized. He went through all of the jewelry. But as he was leaving, he looked over at Yanka and on her finger was one of Teresita's rings. Oh. Yeah. And Yanka told the detective that Alan had given it to her as a late Christmas gift at the end of February. Mm. Yeah. So the uh, detectives took it and and it was later like concretely identified by one of Teresita's cousins as the pearl inlaid ring that her mother had given her. Uh. Yeah. Uh. And then they also identified the jade pendant along with two other pieces of jewelry that they knew were Teresita's. Oh. Yeah. 
dick. <laughs> so once Alan heard about the jewelry being identified and about Yonka not following along with uh-huh. his story. Well, especially if you're not going to call and give me a heads up, bro. Right? Like, like mm, yeah. A little bit of fun, fun yeah. nice. But otherwise, I'm going to be like, fuck that guy. Right. Sorry. But he tried to say that he bought the jewelry off of someone who was selling it on the street. Bullshit. Right? I mean, people sell shit all the time. But yeah, no. But Bullshit. No. Yeah. Not all four pieces. Like, right? Yeah. No. From the same... Like, you're going to just pick out those ones that happen to yeah, be Yeah, just happen to be hers. Yeah. Okay. Like, maybe one. But like... Yeah. Maybe yeah. the ring. Sure, maybe. the ring. Yeah. But why do you have all these other things? Yeah. And the detectives didn't believe him either. So they kind of pressed him a little bit and they were like, really? Mm-hmm. Well, this is the story you want to go with? And so he just kind of like dropped everything and confessed to murdering Oof. Teresita. Just why though? Like yeah. I just... He said that he did go to her apartment uh-huh. to fix the TV, but he didn't have the right tools. And so he headed back home. And on his way back to her apartment, he decided he was going to rob her. The reason for this is he had been helping Teresita obtain citizenship by driving her to the naturalization office a few different times. And after every time he gave her a ride, she would give him a cash tip of like five or ten bucks Uh just as like a thank you, you know, here's some gas money. Yeah. So he assumed that she had money on her, cash Uh on her. And he was really strained financially, which is why he couldn't buy the ticket in the first place, Uh right? And so he was like, oh, I'm just going to take whatever she has. She had $30 on her. (laughs) And then he took the jewelry that he thought was expensive. But then he didn't even sell it. Yeah. So he said that he got to her apartment, and once she let him inside, he grabbed her and put her in a chokehold until she passed out. He then laid her on the floor and went through all of her stuff and found the $30 in the jewelry box. After that, he wasn't sure what to do, so he decided to make it look like a murder-rape situation. (laughs) Why? Yeah. I don't know. I don't... Like, why not just make it look like a robbery gone wrong? Yeah. Or leave her alive. Well, you can't leave her alive. Yeah. Never mind. (laughs) But, um, so he dragged her into the bedroom, laid her in the middle of the floor, and undressed her. And then he went to the kitchen and grabbed the knife off the counter that she had been using to cut up vegetables that night. Yep. And stabbed her in the chest. And then he covered her with the clothes and the mattress and lit a paper bag on fire before leaving her apartment. Yeah. So the detectives um, were able to confirm his confession by having him identify what she was wearing, the state of the apartment, and then what he had stolen from her. Uh And none of that was reported to the public. So they were like, all right, check, check, check. And they also had him go through his story multiple times and it just never changed. Like he was pretty, pretty set. Uh So they arrested him and the case went to trial but the sticky part of it is that, like, the only way they can explain how they got to Alan in the first place as a suspect uh-huh. was through paranormal bullshit. And so they were like, oh, <laughs> like, um, okay, cool. Teresita spoke through Remy. Mm-hmm. I don't know how we can tell the judge that, right? What does but, it matter, though, to right? me? I feel like, what does it matter? I'm the one who just walked up and was like, hey, can we ask you a few questions? This is about Teresita. There's our connection. Right. What does it fucking matter at that point? Why? Because... Honestly, most police officers nowadays would be questioning every single person that could have had contact with her at the hospital. True. So, yeah. It's true. Yeah, I shouldn't. I don't think it should matter. No, either. I don't think it like, should matter. How they got there. Exactly. He we confessed. didn't. We didn't go in being like, "Hey, you did it." Like, yeah. we're not going to try to pin everything on you. Like, we walked up and said, "Hey, can we ask you a few questions?" And you were like, "Ah, I did it. I did it. Yeah. I'm a liar." Like, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> <It shouldn't> matter. <laughs> Yep, but um, so they told the the prosecutor, and he was obviously skeptical about the whole story because uh-huh. who wouldn't be? Who wouldn't be? But after he like did research into everything, he couldn't deny that it all lined up. Mm-hmm. Like obviously they had all of these 
points that no one else would have known. You know, he had the jewelry. He uh-huh. knew. Yeah. So it just made sense. Yeah, it's not any. It's not any. <clears throat> it's not any fruit of any poisonous tree or whatever. Like yeah. it's not. Yeah. Like. What does it matter? I feel like it shouldn't matter. Yeah. Just like, how'd you decide him? Well, I don't know. We walked up, said hi. Then he went, Tarasita. <laughs> we went, okay. There you go. There we go. Bring him in. <laughs> yeah. So, but the prosecutor ended up believing Remy and Jose. Good, and so he good. was like, all right, we're going to do it. But the defense attorney tried to have the charges dismissed due to the paranormal shit. So. It still shouldn't matter. He said that Remy had faked everything because she was upset about getting fired and was trying to get attention. So like why pull Alan into it? Yeah. How would she know about anything? Yeah. What? No. It who cares? Still shouldn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> but the prosecutor said that they had probable cause to arrest and interrogate Alan, and then it led to his confession. So even though the circumstances were weird, yeah. Who cares? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So. Good. Because as a judge, I'd be like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So what? We got here. Yeah. He said the thing. He did the thing. Yep. Why does it matter? It's not any. It's not like she went into his house, found the jewelry, brought it to the police, and was like, hey, I broke and entered, and I found this. Yeah. That's, point, uh, that's fruit of the poisonous tree. That would get thrown out so fucking fast. Yeah. No, she literally was just like, this guy? And they said, well, let's chat with him. Like, that's it. Like, that's- yep. <laughs> he was the one that confessed. Yeah. He was the one that was an idiot. So, yep. so Alan ended up going to trial for first-degree murder of Teresita because he had planned it on the way over. It was, like, premeditated. Yep. But during the trial, the prosecutor tried to focus on, like, the facts of the case and not the weirdness of the case because, you know, I'm sure trying to convince a whole jury of people Mm -hmm. to ignore that part of the case is probably difficult. But he basically was like, regardless of how we got here, we got here, Mm -hmm. right? And so um, the defense argued more that Alan had only confessed because the police were, like... um, threatening to arrest his girlfriend as well Mm -hmm. and that she was pregnant and he didn't want her to go to jail and have babies in jail basically and so they were like he threatened our client and our he only said that he was he did it so that she wouldn't get in trouble that was their defense okay so (laughs) but the issue with that is like if the chua's had made it up why wouldn't they just come out with that story oh yeah why would they make up a false story to not look crazy? Yeah. And then be like, okay, just And kidding. only go to the police and not, like, like go to the news and be like, oh, she's talking through yeah. me. Yeah. They didn't like, do it for money. They didn't yeah. do it for any kind of compensation. Nope. They were just like, hey, police, maybe this yes. is a lead you should follow. Yes. Ah. Ah. <laughs> yeah. So maybe this guy. She's not doing like, it for attention if yeah. she didn't get attention. Yeah, exactly. What? <laughs> Doesn't make sense. Anyway, so the prosecutor came back for that from that. Also, the the prosecutor very easily could have just been like, "Well, you know, we were, we saw on her thing say get tickets for AS, and we started looking into you know a lot of people she could possibly work with since she didn't go a whole lot of other places, and we saw that there were people at the at the hospital." Whose initials were AS, and we started chatting with them. Right? Why didn't they do that? They should have done that. Yeah. Like, that's the stupidest shit ever. Is, <laughs> like, if that's not a lead, I don't know what it is. Yeah, exactly. Just had that picture Take sitting us for there. AS? Yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, does anyone in her life know someone named AS? No? Let's go to work. Let's co- talk to coworkers. Yeah. Like, you should be following through with those kind of Come on, things. police of the 70s. Yeah. Because Jeez. most people don't put, like, AS unless it's, like, a name. Yeah. Like, initials are names. They're I just not, thought like, it was weird that she didn't just write Alan. Yeah. But I don't know. People are weird. I guess. But yeah, I agree. Like, obviously, that seemed like name initials. Yeah. So I don't know why you wouldn't try to follow that lead. No. But 
maybe they didn't feel like they could narrow it down. Exactly. Like, especially if I'm writing, like, get tickets for... I'm going to just write Alan. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, Not A-S. Yeah. Like, how, do you know so many Alans? Yeah. That that you can't. Why didn't you write Alan S? Yeah. Or, I don't know. This is weird. Mm. Not to blame her. Yeah, no. It, but, yeah. But, like, yeah, that's a weird way to write a note. Especially if I'm saying get tickets for... Yeah, like, you're spelling all that shit Instead out. of just tickets A-S, like... Yeah. I'd be just, I, yeah. I'm like, I, as a cop, I would have been like, get tickets for A-S. Like... Who is this person? Exactly. Yeah. Immediately. I would have assumed that it was a person, not a place, or or even look into that a little bit. Are there a few places in Chicago that possibly have tickets and the initials of the building are AS? True. And there's nothing that she's related to in any way? Okay, then it's probably a person. Mm-hmm. So let's look into that. Do any of her friends know anyone named AS and stuff? Does anyone, you know, like... Yeah. I think I don't even know what the connection would be at all. Yeah. Yeah. You should be a so, detective. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> I probably get way too frustrated. So <laughs> Yeah. It'd be but, too hard to deal with, like, the really hard mm-hmm. cases. I couldn't do that. No. No. But the, the prosecutor, his response to the whole, like, Alan being scared into confessing thing, mm-hmm. he was basically like, well, he's a fucking grown-ass man. Yeah. An educated, works-in-a-hospital man. Like, and he has a long history of crime. So... Like, he's a big boy. Yeah. He, he came to this conclusion on his own. Yeah. He didn't... He wasn't forced into anything. Yeah. But okay. Because <laughs> a lot of times, like, if it's, like, a younger kid or something, yeah. you know, like, you can feel very intimidated by yeah. police. But, like, he's been around the block oh, yeah. before. So, he was like, no. Mm-hmm. So, after 13 hours of deliberation, the jury claimed that they were deadlocked and a new trial was set. No. Yeah. But not long after the trial ended, Alan actually called his lawyer and asked for a meeting with the judge and the district attorney. Okay. So the next day they all met and stood in front of the judge and Alan pleaded guilty to Teresita's murder. Good. Even though his lawyer was like, shut up. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. But he did it anyway. And he wouldn't really give an explanation as to why he didn't have a plea deal. He didn't have anything happen. So some people are like, was Teresita like haunting him too? Like... Give yourself up, bitch. Uh-huh. But I don't know. But his attorney asked for leniency from the judge, as they do. Mm-hmm. And the kind of disappointing part is that Alan was sentenced for four to 12 years in prison for armed robbery and arson. Not he was for murder? not convicted for murder. Why? I don't know. That's bullshit. He served four years of his sentence and then was paroled. So it's kind of a shitty ending. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> but, like, the fact that she did like she yeah, did that she did that that's dope as hell yeah so it's not even about like dna yeah or she literally possessed and haunted somebody all right yeah did uh did they ever say if remy like had any more possessions after not that, that or, like, saw. so and it's interesting too that it's like another filipino person yeah. like i wonder if there's a connection there because she didn't know remy right yeah so is it like a cultural thing Maybe. or i don't know mm. But I just thought that was a really cool, interesting case. And there's a lot of people who are, like, skeptical about it still. And, like, I can understand people who don't believe in that kind of thing. But, like, how else do you explain it? Yeah. This person who did not really know her, didn't know facts about her, speaking in her voice. Mm -hmm. Well, assumedly, you know, not her own voice. So it's like she could describe the jewelry. She knew where it was. Mm -hmm. She knew who it was. She knew everything. Like, what do you... Yeah. Yeah. How do you... What is there alleged about it? I don't know. Yeah. Things are weird, man. Like, yeah. that's trippy, man. Yeah. So I wanted to do a, a case that was not 
super sad and was yeah. kind of cool. So that's that cool. was cool. I like that. That was my case. Yeah. That's that's really all I have. So I love solving your own murders. And I know, that. right? Yeah. It's cool. I need to find that article that had other like cool twisty crime cases because yeah. those are fun to talk about. That is fun. Yeah. So good on her. I know, right? And good on them for actually saying something. Remy and her husband, like, because right. a lot of people would have just been like, "Oh no, just, just no, we don't need to get involved. We don't yeah. need to get involved." Like, I mean, if you're getting possessed every day, yeah, I can see where you would want to yeah. get involved. <laughs> but yeah, sad that he didn't get arrested or like charged for her murder. I know, but. right? Like what? Yeah, yeah. Why? <laughs> I don't. Understand. And only four years for arson, are you kidding me? Right. Like, and robbery. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, so um. Like, Zach is not, like, a huge person. He doesn't super, like, believe in ghosts. He believes that there's something else out there, kind of, and he doesn't know exactly what. Like, he's, you know. Mm -hmm. But he said that uh, one time he got called in for a cert call. They had an inmate who was fighting and would not get back into his cell, right? And so they had to go in all strapped up and everything because he was fighting officers. And they started talking to him finally, and um, he, like, he was finally calming down enough to, like, talk with them. And they're like, what's going on? And he was like, I'm not going back in that cell. And they were like, why not, man? What's going on? What do you... And he's like, the devil's in there. And he's laughing at me. Like, he's like, I can't go back in there. I just can't go in that cell. So they're like, okay, if we put you in another cell, he's like, I'll go anywhere else. I'm just, I'm not going back in that one. Because he's like, why he's right there. Why would the devil follow you? I don't know. But he's like, all. I'm not going in that cell and stuff. <laughs> and um, I guess he had done something actually pretty bad. And so, like, he was like, I'm not going in there. And he was Hispanic, too. So, like, it's a big, oh, yeah, you yeah. know. The devil's, like, super scary. Yeah. yeah. And, so, and so they put him in a, that was it. He walked into another cell fine. Like, Zach was like, yeah, there you go. See, that's the other thing is, like, I definitely believe in, like, spirits and all that fun stuff, but, like, I want to know how much of, like, seeing ghosts and possession and all of that fun stuff is just mental illness. Mm -hmm. Or, like, how much of mental illness is due to, like, weird fucking energies or, you know, how much crossover that has because, like, I don't know. It's just, there's a lot of crazy shit that happens. This guy on TikTok... Like, he's like, hey, I'm probably, uh, I think I sent you the video, but he's like, I'm probably going to lose a lot of followers for this. But uh, if ghosts could hurt people, there'd be a lot less white people in the world. <laughs> like, I don't think you sent me that, but that's, wow. And he was like, yeah. So he's like, ghosts can't actually, like, hurt you. And I was like, okay. So, because I'm like, a, I don't know, because I'm, I'm very much a person that I'm like, I don't know if people are lingering. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much it is, like, an actual person lingering. I full on believe there's demonic spirits in the world, though. Like, there are. There's evil in the world. There's something bad. And so it's always one of those things that, like, I wonder, like, is this um, what we're seeing? Like, when you're ghost hunting, when we were ghost hunting and stuff, Mm -hmm. how much of that was a demonic spirit just trying to entice us in more and more, you know? And because some people become obsessed with a place and they're just like, oh, yeah. And I go back here like once a week Mm -hmm. and stuff. And like, is it is it a demonic spirit feeding on your energy and, all you know, like just all that stuff? Like, you know, are they working on possessing you kind of a thing? Like, I just there's so much of that that I'm like, you never know, especially especially when it comes to like children ghost stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and um, there's this one lady that Zach's mom is like pretty good friends with. And she claims to be like have a touch or whatever or something right Mm -hmm. and she talks to the spirit of a little kid that like follows her around everywhere she goes right and i didn't think too much of it like because i was just like she's probably a little just a little cray cray right because why was the spirit following her around all the time all the time right and zach was telling me like oh yeah sometimes she'll just be like hmm oh okay you know and like 
or just like no 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 and like or something like you know just respond to the nothing yeah, yeah. just like we'll respond like just in the middle of like hmm okay and so and I was like she's probably doing it for attention because that's what a lot of people do it's yeah. mostly for attention and stuff right and especially because some people will be like hey do you like you have a sister don't you mm. most people do yeah you know and like or, oh, no is it a cousin like is, you know like starts with a J yeah a K yeah an L yeah they'll get you know <laughs> yeah. they'll start from there kind of a thing and but she was chatting with me because we were at the tanning salon and she was there this is the first time I've met this woman okay mm-hmm. and as far as I'm aware I have not said anything about my sister being pregnant to I mean, probably to Zach and I doubt he would have told his mom because right. like he didn't even tell me that his brother went and got married <laughs> yeah I was like they Boys eloped don't and talk. he was like yeah and I was like, why didn't you tell me? And he's like, I didn't think it mattered. I was like, it matters. Like, <laughs> it's my family. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, and he was like, it's just my stepbrother. I was like, no, honey. Like, it's, yeah. Anyway, but yeah. So we're just like, I was just chatting with this woman and she stops mid whatever we were doing, goes, hmm? Oh, yeah. Okay, I'll tell her. Looks me dead in the face mm-hmm. and says, your second sister, is everything okay with her stomach? And I was like... I just got goosebumps. Yeah. And I was oh. like, yeah, I'm pretty sure she's fine. She's like, okay, she just may want to be careful. And I thought, that's so vague. Yeah. That's so vague. She did say second sister. Yeah. That's kind of... So that's a little sus, right? Yeah. But she didn't say a name. She didn't say anything like that. She didn't say anything, you know? And I was like, I mean, she's pregnant. But like, I mean, how many people could have a stomach problem at any time? True. Right? You know? A week later, my sister went into like... Was having medical stuff. Oh. And like, I don't... I don't remember exactly what was going on. But like, to the point where my sisters, like, Lene and Danielle flew to California to be with her. Because they were that concerned about her. And I wasn't able to get off work and get, like, and go with. Yeah. And, um, yeah, like, they, they were like, okay, we're going right now. Like, we, we're going. And they left to go get, like, to go fly to her yeah. to be with her so that she could give birth. She was having some serious complications. And for a minute, the doctors were like, you might lose the baby. Like. That's so scary. Or, or you might die. They're like, we're yeah. not sure. We're, tr- we're trying to figure everything out. And I was like. That's crazy. That's so. And I, I immediately thought of that. And I was like, holy mm-hmm. fucking shit. Which, again, is so vague. It could have happened to anybody. But like, but it didn't. But to my second sister, mm-hmm. and it was a stomach thing. That's true. And I was like, weirdly vaguely specific. Weirdly vaguely specific. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm like, but I'm like, yeah, but that is vague enough that it could have been, you know, any of them instead, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. But well, that's why, I like, like the the ghost psychic people that mm-hmm. like do those shows where oh, they yeah. like call out people. I'm very skeptical, but I want to go mm-hmm. so I can experience it oh, like, yeah. if they call out me. Yeah. Because my mom went to one that was in, like, St. George or something, mm-hmm. and she said that she didn't realize it at the time, so they were talking to the person either right in front of her or right behind her, and they were, like, talking about, like, a mother that had passed or something, and he was like, they're showing me, or I think it was a girl, she was like, they're showing me a necklace. Do you have something, like a necklace, something? And the girl was like, no, like, mm-hmm. I don't have anything. I don't know what you're talking about. And my mom later was like, I was wearing a necklace from my mom. Oh. Like, and I was sitting right behind her. And mm-hmm. like, that could be coincidental. Yeah, exactly. That's very, it could be coincidental. I mean, I have a necklace from my mom, you right? know, like, and she passed away and all this stuff. Like, yeah. And yeah, like, anybody could have a mm-hmm. ring or a necklace or jewelry or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of it can be really vague, but mm-hmm. like, when you experience it for yourself, it's like... That it's something that could be a lot more, like... Vaguely yeah. specific. Vaguely specific, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I'm still... I'm full-on believing that my mom was at my wedding. Oh, yeah. You know? Because I we have... All of my pictures mm-hmm. are perfectly fine. 
Uh, you guys walking down the aisle, perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, a couple a little blurry because you're like, moving, you know, moving. Yeah. But like, most of them are perfectly fine until my dad and I get into frame mm-hmm. and every single one of them is blurry. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Every single one of me and my dad walking down the aisle is blurry. And my sister was using a tripod. Really? So it's not like she was like moving the camera with us. I mean, she was moving the camera, but it was on a tripod. So it's not like it was like. Yeah. Not jostling or She anything. wasn't jostling. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Aww. Yeah, and I so I because for when I was looking at the pictures at first, I was like, "Dang it, dang it, my pictures are ruined!" Like that was me and my dad walking down the aisle. Yeah, oh, like I was pretty upset about it. Nope, I full on believe now, fully believe she was walking down the aisle with us. Aww. I believe she was there. So now I'm like, "Yeah, look at my cool." My mom was with me. Yeah, you know pictures, and people are like, "Okay, they're not ruined that? anymore." Yeah, they're yeah. not ruined. They're special to me. Aww. Yep, I love that. Yeah, so I just that's awesome. Yeah. Well, if we ever get murdered, we should mm-hmm. we should possess somebody. And- oh, I know for a fact how Zach is going to know if I'm around. <laughs> so, like, yeah. Okay. Um, but I can't tell anyone. Oh. Because then. Right. Because yeah. then it'd be. Right. So. My mom and I actually have a, like, oh, a keyword. that I'm freaked out a little bit about it. Anyway, yeah, go ahead. Um, <laughs> we have a, a keyword uh-huh. that only we know. So, we were like, okay, well, now we have a code word. So, if you ever come through, you have to say the code uh-huh. word so that I know that it's you kind of a thing. Oh, so. Hard- I don't know. <laughs> no, I know it. <laughs> What is it? Praise Joe. <laughs> I'm hearing a J name. Does J mean anything? Yeah. J means too much. Yeah, though. exactly. <laughs> something about praising, praising J. You'd be like, something <gasps> about a cult. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's what you like that. That'd be good. Deal. Deal. Praise Joe. Praise Joe. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say something with an anchor, you know? Mm-hmm. What were you saying that freaks you out? About what? About you and Zach and your... Oh, yeah. So, like, okay. So, um, because we squeak at each other, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And there are a couple of times where I will be just here at the house, and I think I hear it, and I know he's not home. That's weird. But I'm like, but that literally could just be anything. It could just be anything That's when I would text him and be like, are you alive? Yeah. Like, are you good? That's what I would do. So, there you go. Mm -hmm. But, like, yeah. Or I was at work one time, and I heard the squeak, and I squeaked back, and I was like... Oh, like, yeah. That's weird. So, yep. We did that one time. Like, he, <laughs> uh, we were at his parents' house, and we didn't, I forgot that they didn't, they didn't know that we did that and yeah. stuff. And he had been chatting with his mom in another room, but I hadn't heard them chatting for a while, so I didn't know what was going on. So I just squeaked, mm-hmm. and Zach paused what he was saying to squeak back, <laughs> and then kept talking to her. She and she like, was like, the fuck? What was Wait that? A minute. <laughs> and he was like, oh, it's just, we do that. And she was like, I feel like you have to you do it now so they know what you mean. That's it. <laughs> like a little, like, a- trumpet. Yeah. And stuff. And, like, sometimes we'll, like, as hard as we can. So, like, yeah. Anyway, I gotta pee. Okay. So. <laughs> what a way to end this yeah. episode. Thanks for joining us, everybody. If you guys have any spooky stories. Yeah. Like, ghosty, them. spooky, random, whatever shit. Please yeah. send them. Or just, us. like, just creepy stuff of creepy people. Or, you know, yeah. you're walking down the street and somebody's following you. Some shit like that. Yeah. Send it over. Just just send it. Yeah. Send us your content yep. so we can have content. Yeah. Jeez. And we'll share your stuff. Yeah, that's what it so, is. Yeah. yeah, we're sharing. I've shared my, I shared my, um my black-eyed children's story before haven't i I? think so okay yeah yeah we've had enough scary episodes probably i'm sure you probably have yeah (laughs) so yeah thanks everybody love ya have Have a great great time. time
Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. Let us know what you think by leaving a comment or sending us an email at bmoviebashpodcast at gmail.com. You can listen to our episodes on all your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Apple, Amazon Music, and Audible, or you can find the video versions on our YouTube channel. If you want to support the podcast, you can find our coffee link on our anchor page. Make sure to like, subscribe, and tell your friends. 